You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us and we should treat them the same way with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Gray Block Pizza. Gray Block Pizza, 1811 Pico Boulevard in Los Angeles. On the way to the beach, Gray Block. Get that hitter. Get it for yourselves. Get it for somebody else. How's your fantasy squad doing, huh? How's your team, dude? You got Sterling Sharp? Ha <laughs> ha. That dude ain't getting it done, bro. What's some other people that aren't aren't? You got Sterling Sharp. You got um. How is somebody not named Mustard? I feel like. I feel like there has to be an NFL player named Mustard at some point. I'm gonna look that up. NFL Mustard. Man, no more male player. NFL Mustard. Chad Mustard. He was a tight end, boy. He was signed by the Omaha Beef as a free agent in 2003. He played college football and college basketball in North Dakota. Old Chad Mustard. Dang, there's got to be more than that, huh? Well, you got to respect that, boy. Um, Fantasy teams, yeah. My team is doing well, decent, all right. Is there, you think, is there any bigger fantasy team than, um, than human beings, you think? Than humanity? Is there any bigger... Is there any bigger, you know, the powers above putting us in here, put slotting us in here, here, trying this, trying that. This wild times, you know, the times are getting thick. Especially, uh, yeah, nature's just getting real thick right now. You could taste it in the air. If you even just just lick the air a little, do it. Nobody will see you. And if they do, I'll tell you this. If they see you do it, they're going to do it. They're going to think something's going on. Try it. Lick the air once or twice. Now taste it in your mouth. Something's happening. The air's getting thick. 
we're all on a fantasy team. I don't know what's going on sometimes. It's, it's wild. I think it's that time of year. You know, I was talking about it last week, and it's just uh, the universe is thick right now with with people coming and going. You know, with Halloween here and with, it's just that time of year where all the escalators are active and all the TSA lanes are open to come and go here into the nether world. And it's, um, it's, whew, we are in one heck of a fantasy game, aren't we? Let's go. Sitting on your front porch Wondering how could I be so far from my home Mm -hmm. And my mind is somewhere else But when I find it I'll patch up where it's been blown Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be Cornerstone. Oh, but when I reach that ground, I'll share this peace of mind I found. I can feel it I'm in out. my bones, but it's gonna take on, guys. a little time for me to set that parking brake and let myself unwind. Yes. And that is something that can save us right there, music. And the other thing that can save us is the light of something bigger. The light of something bigger than us, and it's shining on us. And it wants to see us, I I do believe that. I do believe that the good... Wants us to win. I do believe that. And it wants to see our faces. And it wants us to know that. It accepts us. That we don't have to hide. That we don't have to be ashamed, you know. Sometimes maybe that's even why ghosts come and see us because they're trying to say, hey, 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 buddy. You got you don't need all this extra. You don't need all of this pomp and circumstance and all these French coats and all of these mink hats and mink shoes and everything and all the 
exotic taffy and everything. You just need you. And we just need each other and you're going to be okay. Sometimes, uh, yeah, I just, I think that the, that this is the time when the, you know, you could hang as much drywall as you want and you cannot stop the spirits from peeking back. You cannot stop the light from looking down. It's a thoroughfare right now, brother. It is a, um, it's the Autobahn. And what if this is, this is, what if this is just the middle ground? You know, what if this is just the, this is just the lobby between Satan and the Lord and that's that, between the good and evil. This is just the doctor's office. This is just the, there's just magazines sitting around here in our world. It really is. We really are. We're just milling around looking at magazines here. Waiting to be called in a different direction. But I believe that. I believe that this is the time when, you know, El Dia de los Muertos, you know. When the devil's, you know, he's got as many arms as he can and he's reaching them up. And the light is looking down and it is just... This sabotage right now. Uh, welcome to this past weekend. And um, yeah, I'm just, I guess I got a lot on my mind right now. Uh, just, I think just about purpose I've been thinking about a lot this week. You know, and who do I want to be? You know, just as a human, who am I? You know, who do I want to be as a man? You know, does my manhood matter as much as my humanhood? If that makes any sense, I've been thinking about that a little. You know, I've been thinking about that. Um, You know, sometimes we get bottled, we get directed into so many things, especially when we're young. I notice for myself, I get directed in this way and directed in that. And it really frames, it helps to kind of like form the way I think and feel. Um, and also compartmentalize me. You know, uh, and so I've just been, I guess, I don't know, it's that time of year where even our chakras and our hearts and our treasure chests and our damn, you know, our cl dirty clothes hampers and the recycling bins inside of us, they're all, it's all open. It's that open door policy right now. You know, the full moon is building up and, and you know. And it all is that it's just a, anything can come and anything can go. And there's just a lot of energy milling around at the moment. And I know that because I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it from my friends and I'm feeling it from even my non-friends. You know. I'm just feeling it. Uh, so good to be here. Thank you guys for uh, coming back. 
um thank i hope you're having a good day you know i hope you're having a good day uh and let's get into the episode i, I do want to let you know that they have um it's not an ad uh, uh everybody you thought it was gonna be an ad right there but yeah go on ahead one more time lick the air a little lick the air just a little if you do it serious enough and don't act like a donkey while you're doing it, then the man seeing you down the way, or the lady, or the, um, you know, the, you know anybody that's homeowning down the way, whoever they are, they will do it as well. They're going to, they, because that's the thing. We're so susceptible, like, oh, they, what are they doing? Do they know something I don't? Oh, is there free vanilla in the air today? What's happening? Oh, maybe the Lord's just uh, in, emptying out his pantry and everybody's catching a free hit of, uh, you know, maybe somebody's catching free, um, you know, a, a free uh, taffy. Maybe the Lord threw some taffies off of the, off of the floor and they've fallen into people's faces and everything. Who knows? Maybe somebody, you know, you got to get your tongue out of your mouth, man, and catch something. That's what I'm saying. It's that time of year. Um, I have a show announcement. Uh, do I? Yes. I don't know when the tickets are going to be on sale. December 26th in Lafayette, Louisiana at the Hyman Performing Arts Center. Some proceeds from the evening are going to benefit Dustin Poirier's The Good Fight Foundation. Um, you know, and, uh, we're excited about that. And, uh, you can follow me on social medias for the pre-sale code. And, uh, yeah, we're excited to help raise money for Dustin's, uh, for, for the Good Fight Foundation. And I think it's going to be a fun time of year. It's going to be a fun time of year. And I'm hoping to be able to be there. And uh, and be a part of people's holiday season. So uh, afterwards Dustin and I as well might you know do some photos and everything with anybody that wants them. Hell most people probably don't want them. We might have to chase you down to get you to do one with us. Uh, but you know I believe that he's a good guy. And I believe that he fights for people that can't. And so does his charity. And um, I'm excited to be down there in the Laffy. They call it the Laffy down there in the Lafayette. Um, and it's a big place. I don't even know what that place will I don't know if we'll sell it out or not, but it's a big place. Uh, what else? What's going on with me? I, um, oh, I've been watching, uh, what is it? I've been watching, um, Righteous Gemstone. Boy, it's good. Uh, I just I think the number one costume this year gonna be Uncle Baby Billy's. You know it, and Uncle Baby Billy's, and he got that little big tooth, uh, big tooth side piece. You know that fucking little enamel snake he's got always slithering around with him, Tiffany or something. Her name is Tabitha. Uncle Baby Billy's, bro. So that's beautiful. I wonder if it would be fun to have him and um, and maybe get Keith in here, that other guy with the long hair, that Satan boy, and he loves Satan, brother. And uh, but yeah, man, I love that. Ain't no misbehaving. That's my running through the house with a pickle in his mouth. That shit is too much, son. That shit is too much. <laughs> uh, um. 
yeah, man, it's, a, it's, it's, it's just a wild time. There's been a lot going on this year. There's been a lot going on. And I'm just feeling it from a lot of people, a lot of people uh, just wondering what, what's happening right now. And I think it's because we're at that, we're in the final curve heading into the end of the year. Because the year, it's, you know, it's like anything. It gives us a shape. It gives us a, you know, the sink. You're just, you're just, just kind of oozing down the side of the sink. And then October hits and suddenly it just crevasses straight over towards the drain. And that's November, December. And then bam, that's it. And I think it's just that time of year where a lot is, un, there's a lot energetically at stake because we're heightened. And no, I haven't been reading like some horoscopes or anything like that because I ain't no damn starburst. A lot of these, you know, you got these, you know, a lot of people out here starbursting and somebody, you know, they'll throw a damn, somebody will beat you in the head with a, uh, with a, with a geode or something, you know, a, a sock full of these damn geodes and tell you, you know, you're going to go to heaven or whatever. And these, you know, who knows, but it's just, I don't know what's going on, so. Um. Yeah. What else? What else is happening with me? Um. This weekend, I didn't do too much. Watch the Saints game. Um. I got sick. Actually, I got a little bit of the flu yesterday or two days ago. Started to come on. So just been kind of recovering from that. So some of this could be the Nyquil talking. And uh. Yeah, man. What I hate is whenever you get the flu and you have to, you're trying to blow your nose and like you can't tell if the snot is trying to go out or in. So I'm doing, so I'm just, it's like, you know, you're playing, you're just a dirty, you're a dirty trombone and you're playing yourself and, and you're just like, what do I, you know, do I blow it out? Do I get it through the back end? What am I doing here? You almost want to call somebody that's um, chimney sweeping out there to come and take care of you. And beat you in the face or beat you in the ass with a, a feather or something. Something unique. But if people see you lick in the air, they will do it. That's 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 baffling. Because you think people would see somebody licking there to be like, oh, that guy. You know, I'm calling the police. But instead, boy, people see you out there. Dude, get a friend out there. Go lick the air. First, somebody would be like, oh, look at these guys. huh? Look at these freaks and then as they walk away they'll kind of take a little taste out of the air man what is it what's going on is there they giving out free boys in barry what's going on you don't know what's in the air sometimes now i remember my boy jeffrey saviak had a uh, gas leak at his house when i was young and they had on um, monoxide or something and we would go we didn't know We'd go fall asleep on uh, Friday and wake up on Sunday. Beautiful. And we'd be like, damn, dude, we, the whole family, you'd, be, you'd walk through his kitchen. His mom would be just dead asleep doing a, you know, you know, five hours into making a salad. She, you know, she'd been asleep for four, four hours and 55 minutes of it. Just so, you, you know, just different time, but beautiful. You know, beautiful to get that free gas as a boy. And, uh, this is before all the legislation and everybody got upset about everything. But get to, just to get that free gas as a boy, man, it was, uh, it was nice. 
it really was to go to a place and get something for free. There's just something nice about it, even if it is uh, kind of like a toxic or semi-toxic gas. What else? Buddy of mine trying to get me to invest with him in the zoo. That's crazy, but I, I guess I've been lightly considering it. He got the read on a uh, zoo down in Sinaloa, I guess. Down in uh, Mexico. So, Sinaloa, the officially the Estado Libre is Soberano, Soberano de Sinaloa. Um, okay, kind of chatty there on Wikipedia about it. But yeah, my buddy got a read on a zoo that went under down there so i don't know what to think about that you know I've, I, I got caught up in some bad investments when i was young we did a pyramid scheme and and uh and it made me fight my peers actually so i guess i don't know if that's what a pyramid scheme is supposed to do but me and my peers fucking lost a bunch of money and then we ended up fighting um I'd love to know that, actually. If anybody ever done a pyramid scheme and got lost and what the fallout was from it locally. If you'd hit the hotline with that, I'm curious about that. 985-664-9503. Running through the house with a pickle in your mouth. Ain't no misbehaving. That shit is wicked, bruh. That's that hot beat. Um... So anyway, we'll see, man. I don't know if a zoo is really going to be. My buddy said that uh, um, animals are real hot in Mexico right now. So, but I don't know. That just, so we'll see, man, if that's something that I can get more information about. Because, yeah, I did that. We did glitter when I was young. They Some dude came through, you know. You know, I'm not sure who it was, but rolled through town and got everybody into a um, glitter mining. Back when people thought glitter was a um, precious or semi-precious stone. And they popped and they fucking got us. You know, so uh, people, you know, I've, I've fallen into some, you know, I've fallen into dark financial waters. Dude, how is financial waters not... A name of a, honestly, a young urban gentleman, bro. That would be the best name ever. Um, But yeah, I don't know if zooing, or, but animalis is real popular, my buddy said, down in Mexico. So we'll see, but I don't know if getting involved in a zoo down there is the best uh, overall use of of my earnings. But it's uh, cool, down in the Culiacan, Culiacan, Culiacan. See, he said there's 3.216 million down there people, and that's as of this year. But who knows how many of those people are hanging out, staying there. Uh, but, but yeah, man, you got to think that out of 3.216 million people, you only need how many people at a zoo every week to make it function and make money. I bet probably 2,000 people. So if you can't get 2,000 people to go to a new zoo in Mexico out of 3 point, excuse me, out of 3.216, then are you even a businessman? That's one of my big questions. 
So we'll see, but I'll keep you guys posted. What else is happening? Oh, I got the hair. That's what's been going on. I'm like, what if I haven't been doing much? I got the hair rejuvenation again. So, you know, I love surgery and and I got it. So I've been having to chill. That's been the worst thing. I've been having to literally do nothing. And then uh, two days ago, I started getting sick. So it's been tough having, you know, they took it out the back. They took a decent crop and they put it up in that front, boy. So here in the back, here in the front. So, but it take a while. They just take the seed. Now, a lot of people do not know this, and I've talked about it before on here, but if you do the FUE hair surgery. Now, I go to this this fellow, Dr. Cahan, out here in Beverly Hills. Fancy guy. I'm not sure where he's from, dude. Probably, I don't want to say maybe Middle East, maybe Antarctica. I'm not sure, dude, but like kind of darker Antarctica, you know, Antarctica. You know, he's just, I think, it, you know, he's uh. He's a Beverly Hills guy, beautiful man, and he works in he worked in um in transplantary long before you know in actual organ transplantation, and now he does hair. So what they do they they shave the back, they take about maybe one out of every twelve hairs out of the back or thirty hairs or something, dig it out. They have a little bitty, it's not like a shovel, but it's pretty much like a little bit like a little you know Uncle Baby Billy shovel, and they just. I mean, they just run through the house with a pickle in their mouth, pulling hairs out of your dome, out of your back dome, back of your head, rear, you know, out of that fucking, uh, out of that big half dome in the back, out of that free solo freaking back piece, you know? So they pull them out and then they dig little bitty holes in the front and they have two nurses that come, take the hairs from the back. Put him in the front. And that's how it goes. Took about four or five hours. They give you a Valiums. So I started watching El Camino and then I woke up like an hour and a half later and I was in a uh, watching a soap opera. So I don't even know what the hell happened. But El Camino didn't seem that good, honestly. But um, so I did that, did that dirty trick. where And, uh, and now it has been recovering. The hard part is you can't do anything active. So you can't do gym. You can't do yoga. You have to sleep at a 45 degree angle. Like a shitty, uh, you know, like a someone who's supposed to do, you know, like that chubby guy on the Night's Watch or whatever that guy's name is. El, uh, it's not Eldred, but you know what I'm talking about. The guy who's taking care of somebody else's baby. Smee or whatever. Uh, Smeagol? Not Smeagol. Um... But yeah, you sleep at a 45 degree angle, you know, like kind of like a fucking, like a semi alert person, I guess. Like a somebody who sleepwalks, but is lazy, so they're not even doing it. So that's the tough part. You got to stack the pillows at a certain angle. You got to get the um, ruler or you can do a thing on your phone now that shows you what angles are. So you got to get that 45 degree angle. So I sleep at that bastard. And today was the first day I could wash the back of the hair. And just pour a little water on the front. And that's been six or seven days. Five, six, five, six days. So on Tuesday, I'll be able to resume, I think, some yoga and some just moving around. But it sucks because you get stagnant. You get stagnant. And that's what hasn't been good for me. I don't like being stagnant because when I'm not moving, 
the things around me, I can be affected. You know, there's things can get me more. The world can get me more when I'm not moving. And so that's when, you know, I think for me it's tough. And that's when I get caught thinking more about, honestly, more about the dark arts because you're just right there. You know, if a vulture is flying by and they got a and they got a meat that's sitting right there, just a sitting meat, then it's and they have one meat that's rolling down a hill, you know, a uh, a meat in motion. Then that bird's gonna get that sitting meat, that SM, and that's what I feel like, and that's why I think it's just with this time of year and this much you know, energy in the air, it's like, man, I just want to get moving again so I can, you know, get out of some of these shadows and stuff and just make sure I stay, stay in the light, brother, or I can be a part of the good stuff. Um, uh, so yeah, I got the FUE hair, uh, transplantation. Um, it's my second time. Did I need it? Probably not, but you know, I don't spend money on much, and I like having hair. You know, I like having it. Now, one scary thing, the flow, the, um, the flow, the, they inject your scalp with a bunch of different saline solution and a bunch of stuff to numb the pain. Well, this junk starts at the second day and third day. You don't notice it, but then on the fourth day, your forehead swells up. Then the swelling rolls down your face. And you start to get swollen around your eyes, nose, cheek. Um, if you're on the YouTube, I'll, I'll include some photos. You know, because I like to be candid about it. I mean, I look like a panther. I look like a white panther. I look like a... um kind of like a somebody a fat snake that's kind of dumb a little at one point i look like a fire boy a boy that had been maybe not in a fire well maybe like a boy who'd been in like a medium kind of fire um and no disrespect to anybody that's in a fire or has been you know at least you've been in the fire bro a lot of people are afraid to even fucking step outdoors if things is getting real heady. And at least you've been in the fire. Uh, what else do we have here? I got a cold, man. I'm still getting over this. I couldn't even do my... Com I had two comedy sets. Man. Um. Here's... Oh, I'll tell you this. This message came in to me on Instagram. This boy... This is from, uh, shit, I don't know who it was from. This boy said, El Raton, if someone is trying to dress up like you for Halloween, what are some essentials? Well, first of all, I think you got to have, if you're going to be me, you definitely need to have some antidepressants in your pocket. Gang, bro. And if, and after that, I think you need to. I'd go with body oil. I'd go with the Rat King attire. I'd go with body oil, at least one strap. You want to be strapped up. I think you need to have the dark glasses. 
you need to have that straight up, that Uncle Baby Billy backsplash, that long hair in the back. You know, that dirt curtain, boy. If this neck's a not, if this neck's a knocking, don't come a rocking. You feel me? Uh, you need to have decent attitude. Nothing more than that. You know, you don't have to have a, you know, you don't have to be real fired up or keyed up. You got to just know that, hey, you know, you fucking beat Crystalia twice. That's all you got to know, boy. And that's the whole outfit. And go out there and have a loved one, you know, preferably female, keep putting baby oil on you. And you can put the baby oil on, on your face as well. If you don't have baby oil, you could use Crisco or, um, or butter, unsalted butter, stick butter. I prefer the stick, bro. Go straight into your skin. I don't like the fucking margarine where you got to rub it in. Get somebody to just rub that fuck. Just get somebody to rub that hot stick on you. And the stick will heat up the more you rub it on your body. Because that's one of the internal powers of butter. So that's one of, uh, you know, nature's beauties right there. But yeah, what else, dude? We got the hair. We got the uh, business opportunity. El business. Opportunidad. We got, um, what else? We got some calls that came in. Uh, we got some new merch that's going to come out at the end of, uh, at the beginning of next week. Um, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. If you think about Christmas gifts or anything like that, um, at theovon.com slash store. And, uh, I'll tell you this that hiring can be a slow process. And hiring, that's not a Jewish name, that is a that is a word. That's when you need somebody to help you do something. Hiring can be a slow process. Cafe Altura's COO, Dylan Mishkowitz, needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company. But he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. So he switched to ZipRecruiters. ZipRecruiters doesn't depend on candidates finding you. That's insane. Imagine that. You're trying to sleep at night. They got a bunch of candidates, you know, breaking into your house and and stealing all, you know, stealing job opportunities from you. That's freaking, that's freaking ludicrous, brother. It finds them for you. ZipRecruiters technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. And that's how Dylan found his director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash TPW. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash TPW. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And there's no place that it gets spookier for me than in my underpants, boy. My UPs, boy, them upers. Some people say upper peninsula, dude. I'm talking about under peninsula. It's Halloween. There's nothing spookier than showing your 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 peony or your vajet, you know, your vajet to somebody. I mean, just think about it, dude. Is there anything scarier looking than your junk? Probably not. So it's that time of year where you can really, really get it right. MeUndies, they are offering spooky soft junk covers. Yep. 
They're designed to be the best thing you've ever put on your body. Softer than a fluffy kitten running around your nuts. I mean, dang. Softer than the brains that zombies like to eat. Or also, some of, some of these brains, uh, zombies are on keto. So they won't eat your brain if you've been thinking about potato chips. Uh, they're the softest undies. They run extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has the most unique prints out there. One fun thing to do would be to jump into bed at the end of the night and trick-or-treat one last time in your freaking, in your, you know, your buddy's underpants, in your, in your buddy's fucking little junk drawer around their booty. If you don't like leaving your house, that's cool. Just wear the Halloween costumes to pass out candy and you're good. MeUndies has those as well. They got the MeUndies, those onesies, bro. It's a no-brainer because they have 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Dude, if you if you if you if you put on a bunch of me undies, you're satisfied. Get to get 15% off your first pair, free shipping and 100% satisfaction, go to meundies.com slash weekend. That's M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S dot com slash weekend and um and get those Uncle Baby Bottom hitters. You feel me? Get them hitters, baby. Take care of your crotch and everything. I'm going to pick some up. They got some great ones. Pumpkins, little lanterns, this and that. People, get it right. Um, You know what I was also thinking? Let's check in. Before we get to the hotline, let's check in. You guys remember uh, Danielle the Virgin? And she had virginity. And, um, and then she didn't have it. And it's been a year since we uh, communicated with her and... And we're glad that people have, you know, or someone at that time had been inside of her body. And there's nothing more haunting than letting someone in your body. Think about it. I mean, you can go a lot of places. You can just walk right in. But if you just walk right into somebody's body, a lot of times it's illegal. So to let somebody get in your body, that's, a, you know, that's very, there's nothing more haunting than that. That's a real, I'm going to haunt you for a couple seconds with this wing or with, you know. I'm going to drape this vajet over you and haunt your little, you know, haunt your little Peter area. You get it. Uh, so it's been a year now that Danielle has allowed her body to be haunted by others. And so let's check in with her uh, right here and just see how it's going. Hello. Hey, Danielle. Yeah, hey. Hey, what's up? It's Theo uh, from the This Past Weekend. Yes, yeah. Hi, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, we're just, uh, how are you doing, actually? We're just thinking, I was thinking, actually, I try to blame it on other people, but um, that it's been a year since we had the, uh, the Danielle the Virgin call. Yes, yeah, and what a year, you know? <laughs> yeah, how's it been? Um, it's been good. It's actually, um, at the time of the initial call, I lived in Savannah mm-hmm. and now I live in DC. So that's been a nice change of scenery. Look, you get um, some D and then you want, you gotta, you want to add letters to it, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> what took you over there to DC? Yeah. Um, well, I've been thinking of moving, um, for a while and actually kind of the, the catalyst was the guy that I was dating, the um, V-taker, if you will, mm-hmm. um, 
didn't end so well. So like when that ended, I was like, well, I'm going to get the heck out of Dodge, you know? Yeah. And how is the, um, how's the sexualness been once you got over to DC? Is it different? What's from Savannah to DC? Um, it's a little bit weirder up here, to be honest. It's a little bit harder to find people. Mm -hmm. Um, I find that a lot of them are already married Mm. or just kind of like self-absorbed in a way. Mm -hmm. So the dating scene is a bit harder. Um, but you know, it's not that hard. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not that hard to get somebody to just fall in your, in your, in your body if you need them to, I guess. Yeah. Not, not too hard when you really try. Yeah. Do you feel any different now that you're, you know, a part of the sexual community? Um, I guess, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of in on, uh, you know, like a secret, Mm-hmm. Um, although I guess it's not a secret, like the majority of people have sex, so it's like the worst kept secret, Yeah. but, um, yeah, I just kind of like, I get what it's about. I feel like there's, um, a new topic of discussion that can be had that oh, I can that's be cool. involved in. So, yeah. I like that. Yeah. And it's, um, you know. Have you learned, like, what have you learned about sex? Do you feel like anything? I don't even... <laughs> Cause I don't know shit. Um, I've been doing yeah. it barely, you know, for a long time, but I've been doing it, but I mean, learned, uh, I mean, it's just kind of like a natural thing, you know, there's only so many things you can do. Yeah. Um, but I mean, learned not really, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, learned. I'm trying to think, I mean, not, not really. I think it's just kind of, you go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess there's like obviously positions and stuff like that, right. but I think it's just, there's only a couple know, though that matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah. are we on land? Are we, you know, what's, you know, it's very, there's only so much humans can do without, you know, being, you know, having, you know, gasoline involved or getting re, you know, somebody jumping off a damn building or something, you know? Yeah. There's, yeah. So many, there's only so many safe options. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have things escalated now or you have you joined any sexual groups? Have you, uh, did you then want to get into like threesomes and stuff like that? Has it gotten pretty, um, has it gotten kind of spooky or anything? Um, I can't say I've done any of that, Okay, but, (laughs) um, spooky. I mean, I guess, so, I mean, the when the first time we spoke, you talked about, like, butt action, and that has happened. So, I just feel like all oh, three wow. goals have been checked. So, Jeepers. that's a thing. Yeah. And so, was that something that you brought upon yourself, or was that something that was initiated by um, a young man? Um, it was, he says, accidentally initiated, but I don't believe that yeah i didn't believe that for a second i was just like yeah yeah yeah, keep going oh wow um, but yeah so i was just like let's not talk about this because it's already happening so let's just keep with the flow okay um so yeah that was well that escalated that quickly first, it really did because it was within like three weeks with the same the guy who like mm-hmm. it was the same person um that, Figures. That I typical guy with. dude yeah just wanted it all oh I'll tell you this. I'm a guy, and that's yeah. how it goes. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I guess that's something I learned. They just want it all. Well, we'll mill around your vagina for a couple of weeks until we accidentally try to fall into your butt, you know? Yeah. And then sometimes it works. Yeah. And sometimes it works. Um, well, dang. So do you, do you wish you were still a virgin or are you okay? I'm fine. You know, it's, it is what it is. I mean, I, it's better not being one. I mean, I'm having more fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it looks like you kind of took, you know, it's like you kind of ran, you know, it's like, you don't want to be, because how old are you now? 26. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, I have a friend, I think, who got married, and she might be like 40 or something, she's a virgin, and at that point, it's like, you're kind of scared, it's, you know, you're starting to scare people some. Yeah, I mean, I felt that way at 25, so I can only imagine what it is, you know. Yeah. At 40, that's a lot. At 40, I think you just save it, go back to heaven. Yeah. At that point, it's like, let's get all the brownie points with Jesus we can. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So one year out there on the sex circuit, Danielle, that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, one year down, hopefully many to come. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you can fuck for at least or do sex or whatever you want to do for at least probably 40 years, I bet. Gee, 40, well, yeah, I guess, unless, you know, barring any tragedy. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I hope it doesn't happen. Um, what are you going to be for Halloween? What am I going to be for Halloween? Besides a real um, tramp, you feel me? Just joking, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm not a huge Halloween person, but... Uh, <laughs> Whoa, definitely. You have to be. I mean, if, I just, you, if you're I doing butt activities with somebody, that's Halloween. Basically, you have to be in Halloween. <laughs> Halloween is basically the butt sex of the calendar. That's gosh, that's such a great way to put it. But I guess since I celebrate it like regularly, yeah, it's like not a big, not a big deal the day of, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. You're unbelievable, yeah. but it's so good to hear you sound good. Is everything going okay? Yeah, it's going good. It's um just night. It's nice Sunday evening mm-hmm. uh, here in D.C. So, yeah, it's um going pretty well. Yeah, just, you know, 20-year-old or in my 20s, living life, you know. Yeah, staying damp. Much more. Staying damp out there in those meat streets, huh? Yeah, you said it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, good luck to you, and uh, just don't get into doing, doing any wild drugs or anything like that. That's where when it can get really, really wild, you know. Oh no, I think I mean that's already happened. Oh damn! Yeah, sorry. Well, let you down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, look here. How about this? Hey, stay yeah. alive. Try and stay alive if you can. Yes, there I will do that. I love it. To and the it's best n- of my ability. Amen. And it's nice to hear your voice, Daniel. I hope you have a good day, and um, and I'm glad you've had a, a safe year of, uh, of of decent sex, you know, or semi-decent. Thank you so much, Theo. I appreciate it. Yep. Good luck out there, and I hope to see you in the future. Awesome. Thank you. I'm looking forward to whenever you get Maryland um, rescheduled. Yes, so am I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had, I've had a lot of people ask me about it. Um, I think it's going to be at the very end of January. So, but I'll let you, I'll let you uh, know soon. Oh, awesome! That sounds great. Yeah, yeah. We'll put it on the books or something this week. I think so. Um, we'll have a good Sunday evening. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. You too, Theo. Bye. All right, Danielle. Bye. And just like that.
And just like that, people are coming into the back door of our lives. The spirits are out there. They'll find any way into you. Through your face, through your eyes. Through your snout, through your buttocks. Wow. It escalates quickly, doesn't it? And that's okay, man. That's okay. She sounds like she's doing well, though. She sounds like she's doing well, and so I'm glad that she called uh, that uh, that she answered. Uh, thank you, Danielle. Um, let's take a couple of calls here that hit the hotline nine eight five six six four nine five zero three. Hey, Theo, this is uh, Terry. Just calling in because I was watching your show. Thanks for calling in, Terry. And I would love to tell you that 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 that's my favorite name, but it is not. Um, but that has nothing to do with you as a human. You're different than your name. Onward. And a uh, guy named Griffin called in about him and his girlfriend breaking up after a while. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to reach out to him and let him know that things get better. And it's just going to take a little time. But there's light at the end of the tunnel, dude. You just got to look for it. And focus on yourself right now. For a while, you haven't been able to uh, focus on yourself because there's been a, uh, you've been in a relationship. But now you got full attention to yourself and uh, you can really improve on some things and life gets a lot better, man. I promise. Alrighty. And you know, that's, that's a, thanks for calling with that, Terry. And that's a good suggestion too. And when you're in a relationship, you can't see you. It's hard because you have that, you got that accomplice. You know, you got that human side, that human, uh, you know, you got that adjacent human. And you can't see, you can't just see you. I mean, it's hard because when you look in the mirror, both of you guys are there. You're together. It's a team. And, um, you know, it's tough. It's tough to know what's a good relationship, what's a safe amount of them involved in you. What's a healthy amount, not safe, but what, how healthy is it? I mean, look, I struggle so much in this space. I don't even, uh, I think it's nice that this call came in, though. I'll tell you this about the the listeners of this experiment. Um, that we probably got, I would bet, 200 calls for, the, for, uh, for suggestions for Griffin. So that, I mean, that's amazing to me. That they hear that somebody's struggling and that that many calls came in for him. Here's another one that came in. Thank you, Terry. Onward. Hope you guys have a good day. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Mark, from the Sacramento area of California. Um, right now, I'm listening to uh, your podcast that just dropped, and uh, a young man with a, a shaky, broken voice is talking about losing a relationship of three and a half years. Yeah, that's Griffin that called in. And thanks for calling in, brother, from Sacramento. And Sacramento, the home of the missing people, actually. There's a lot of missing people up there in that area. So I hope you're, you know, you know, you know, you're checked in with others. Uh, Onward. And uh, taking ownership like he ought to, and that's good. Um, I'd like to give him some advice as a guy that's going through some really bad times in his own marriage. First of all, go ahead and grieve. Cry. Don't get drunk and don't go and score. Okay, don't go go out and, and chase Heine. Don't do that. Just grieve. Breathe, cry, process this. And after you've done that, go get a counselor and just start talking to someone once a month and just deal with your stuff. Be honest, be transparent, be ugly honest. Deal with your issues, 
because uh, when love comes around again, you need to have this stuff in check. And you can do it, bro. You absolutely can. Gang, man. Thank you there. I think that was Mark. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Mark. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Mark, for that call. Man, that stuff resonates with me, too. What you're saying, Mark, because, uh, you know, I find that I carry the same problems from my past and I continue to carry them into my future, man. You know, and it's like, I, I, I don't know. I just sometimes think I would be able to learn a little bit better, even for me. Um, and I know that this young man is struggling, and I think that that's, that that's a good suggestion. Find somebody to talk to. And be brutally honest. You know, so no, we don't want to be brutally honest, man. I don't. You know, so we don't want to be brutally honest. How scary would it be to just tell, just to be just. It's crazy. We will live our lives in lie. We will live our lives in lie. Before we will be brutally honest. I will. I have. And that's the dark arts, man. And it's crazy because the dark arts, a lot of times, it's our truth. And they're really the brightest thing in the room. But. The things that separate us from them or the things that we choose instead of them or the ways that we satiate I don't know I don't know I got I just got a little lost there, but uh, but yeah, that's a good suggestion is that if there were real issues in your relationship. Griffin, then you can. Yeah, if you you'll here's the thing, you'll take the same ones into the next relationship. That's not going to change. That's not going to change. You know, I see my therapist about different issues that I have and and sometimes I don't want to fight them. I don't want to battle them. I'm tired, man. Sometimes I am I don't want to do it. I don't want to do the hard work sometimes I know what it is I know it's right there but sometimes it's just it's hard man sometimes it's hard and the scary thing is some of the truths we don't even know what they are but we can just feel them we can feel them milling around behind the corner Behind our shoulders, you know. But take care of yourself. Do your best. Griffin, you know. Keep people out of your butt. That's always a safe place to start. And, uh, you know. And that's what we, we just, we deal with in the meantime. You know, we deal with in the meantime. Because a, a lot of life is that. It's in the meantime. What do we do before, you know. Just take care of yourself right now. And you got some fellows, a lot of people that reached out with suggestions. Um, 
So thank you to everybody that called in. Here's a, a call that came in uh, to the hotline. Onward. What's going on, young gunner? What's up, playboy? Get at me, daddy. Gang, gang, this is Dylan Armstrong out of Bonham, Texas. DA down in Bonham, bro. Fuck with me. I'm 25. I do pest control. Been doing it for about two years. Praise God, brother. PG, son. PTL, baby. Praise the Lord. And damn, I hate a pest, bro. I hate a pest. So just knowing that you out there, bro. Just skirt, skirt. Just gunning these little fucking Muppets down. Because a pest will do anything, bro. You close the door, pest come right up under that bitch. You have a couple bananas out in the morning, and they got six or seven little flies on that bitch trying to suck it off. What? Like, damn, man. They don't stop. You you, you come home sometime, you have a couple roaches over there listening to your stereo, bro. And they fucking, they don't care. They're doing coke off your iPad. It never ends, boy. These pests, bro. You know? You you know, you'll be over at your window and a couple Antifa try to sneak in that bitch, bro. Skirt, skirt. Get them. Drown them out, boy. Hit them with a little bit of fucking WD-40 or something. You know, or a little bit of uh, Roundup Ready, bro. So I'm glad to know guys like you are out there. Uh, onward. Like six, seven years ago, I was, you know, cooking at Sonic. And so from then on, coming up to this, you know, time now, seven years later or whatever, I've been uh, constantly trying to better my goals and get, you know, a better job and all that stuff. Amen, man. So, for yeah, if you're cooking at Sonic and now you're doing pest control, man, it's good because you're taking, you know, it's definitely more job where you are, you're out there interacting with people now. You know, you have much more responsibility with pest control because you got to show up. You got to have the chemicals mixed. You got to have your appointments on target. Sonic, who gives a fuck, dude? You in there shooting up. Somebody wants a muffin. You show up to the front of the register and deal with that bitch. You know, unless they still doing a roller skates or whatever. I haven't been there in a while. But if you got a, you, you know, you got to cherry ice a couple of motherfuckers out there. You know, and you got them roller skates on, bro. I mean, I don't know how Sonic even stayed in business with the roller skates. Shut it down, man. Because people, I'm, you know, you got a, you know, you got a dollar eight, a dollar sixty, one fifty sandwich, and somebody's on roller, somebody's trying to fucking r skating that bitch out the door. The chance of them dying or getting hurt or breaking their neck for a dollar fifty, you know, little stacker. Just the insurance has got to be through the roof. Um. And especially some of the Sonics, bro, they in dangerous neighborhoods. So you fucking, you got that cherry lime, you know, and a, and a handful of fucking snack poppers. And you trying to sneak out, you know, you trying to, you on wheels and you ducking in fucking bullets. You know, it's just shit gets real shifty out there when you trying to Sonic up. And they got them two, you know, you know, those two men, those, you know, couple of, you know, those two gay gentlemen, they're beautiful guys. On doing all the commercials. And they over there fucking hiding from their wives. And putting poppers in each other's mouths or whatever dude. And you could tell the one guy's on uppers. The little white one. He's on uh, he's on some type of a little you know. Dust poppers or something. And he hits it right when he catches that. You know. When he catches that back door fucking stage pipe. 
So it's, you know, you know what I'm saying, bro. It is what it is, man. But I'm glad you're staying busy, dude. I'll tell you this about pest controls. I used to like when a mosquito truck would come, man. God, that shit was Christmas, bro, for my lungs and brain. Because when that mosquito truck would roll through, and I grew up down there, you know, in that rural area. Skeet, skeet. Where they got skeeters. We'll have skeeters. A lot of skeeters from even different countries would come and do summer homes in our area. And so, you know, a lot of, um, when that, when that uh, mosquito truck, the city once a year, maybe like six times a year, they would spray something out of the back of a uh, van. And sometimes it was like this spray gun, and sometimes it was just, a, you know, couple bad bitches and a gay gentleman back there with a um you know a couple bad bitches with a um just some spray canisters of it and they just holding the van they just rolling down the street through you know repellent they called it repellent repellent and we ride our bikes behind that just nose first boy just catching that hit Well, there was nothing better than that free high out there. Dude, half our neighborhood, people's parents, step-parents, children, step-children, double-step, you know? People not people that wasn't even living. They would be in a coffin and their fucking cousins pushing them down the street, catching that fucking, that freaking hot hit off the city, bro. That skeeter hit. You know? That repellent, boy, that shit. God, dude. Dude, after half a block, I didn't fucking know who I was anymore. Dude, I remember I remember after two blocks, I didn't list in a damn military, bro. Told him my name was Benedict Arnold one time and tried to enlist, bro. So, I'm just saying, this, uh, you know, pest control is a beautiful, I'd say it's a premier position in a lot of areas. So let's sorry, I'm I'm rambling, man. Let's go on. And with you being where you're at, how you have so much stuff going on all at once, I was just kinda of wondering, does it ever get to a time or do you ever get to experience kind of just chill time? Because man, like I said I've been going for about seven years straight and I'm constantly trying to get, you know, better opportunities and it's kinda of hard to sit back and enjoy it. Anyway, man, keep doing what you're doing. Gang gang. Gang, brother. Thanks for listening too, man. I really appreciate that. You know, I worry sometimes. I don't ever want to be, uh, you know, I just want to be the same. I, I want to be, I want to always know. Um, I, I, I'm just glad that you listen. Thank you. Uh, you know, I think I've noticed this. Some people, you just always are going to find the next thing. And that's just who you are. You're always going to find the next thing. As soon as I got here, now I want to know here. Okay? Now I got to this stair, now I want to go. And that's just, it's just built into you. You know, relaxation for you is almost, you know, it's, it's, uh, well, not relaxation, but ambition. Some people, ambition. Okay, I'm talking about something different. I'm realizing ambition. That's never going to change if you have ambition. 
If you start at one job and you find yourself wanting to do another job and then you start to see, okay, now I have this kind of skill set mastered. Now, how do I, you know, buy my own pest control uh, company or how do I, um, you know, how do I get myself two pest control trucks on my own and then just, uh, you know, and a couple employees and, and um, yeah, basically starting your own pest control company. How do I go from being an employee to being an employer? Um and that's ambition. That I don't think that ever leaves you. I think that thing just stays. That was that was put in you. That's a pilot light that was lit into you by the Lord or by your family or by somebody who threw a match into your fucking asshole as a child, you know? And that never changes. But I believe that uh that sometimes we have to slow it down. And, you know, this year I really have struggled with that, man. I got in over my head with busyness. And uh, I was just stressed out, man. And so I've had to slow it down. I've had to just cut back on the responsibilities. You know, we've had less guest episodes on the podcast. Um, I had to take some comedy dates off the books. And I was going to lose my mind. I was losing my hair. And your hair... Bro, your hair is just a soft strands of roof right out of your mind. So I knew if that shit was falling out, the next thing to fall, my fucking brain, bro. You know, I go to bust a hard fart or something and my brain's in the toilet. I mean, it just, the propensity for me to continue to do well at, a, at the point of stress that I was personally feeling was really tough. Let me listen to the end of your question one more time. I've been going for about seven years straight, and I'm constantly trying to get, you know, better opportunities, and it's kind of hard to sit back and enjoy it. Anyway, man, keep doing what It is hard to sit back and enjoy it, and you kind of don't in a way. You know, I notice a little bit, a lot of the work, the more, some of us are, because I was never really that great at enjoying things anyway. And that's part of my alcoholism for me. My alcoholism always wants, there's got to be the next thing. You know, I'd be at a party and and it would be the party and I'd be, I'd, I'd hear a rumor. I'd even fucking make up a rumor. I'd hear a rumor there was a better party somewhere. And I started probably that rumor when I got to that party. I started a rumor, hey, there's a much better party over. Then an hour later, that party would come, that rumor would hit me at the same party. Hey man, her, I'm like, fuck man, we got to go to that party. And I, I just, there was nothing was ever okay, ever good enough because I was never okay. So just never okay was my thing. And so I couldn't enjoy things. I could never really enjoy something. Um, and some of us, you just, you just might be that way. Your joy may come from staying busy. It may be the place where you feel best. Now, if you do find yourself real stressed out, you got to take some thing off the docket, man. And as far as new opportunities and growth and jobs and stuff, I noticed those things happen for me as as I was as as I would do something new. Now you're working in pest control, um, which first of all, thank you, bro. People don't think how much pest is out there, and that that people don't think that every morning. They got, you know, two, three thousand, seven thousand MFers out there, beautiful MFers, sorry. Um, going out there to fight pests, bro. 
Dude, you t- what? That's insane, bro. Jesus. I mean, there's no great there's no greater battler of the dark arts than um than somebody who's fighting pests. Think about different pests, dude. Uh bats, snakes, attack snakes, roaches, vermin. Never ends. Pests, vague. Could be anybody, bro. It could be illegal aliens, dude, to some in some areas. Okay? But you know, the term pest is insane. Could be somebody sneaking down your chimney trying to steal a log or fucking, you know, knock your wife up or whatever. You know, people, you know, people come in your house for different reasons, but but nobody think about how much a pest a man how thank you is what I'm saying. Thank you for your service, dude. Cause nobody thinks about that. Bro, you guys sleep in for a couple of weeks, the fucking world will be overrun with spiders. Uh scorpions um manta rays uh um what am i thinking of fucking uh uh can't think of it um all everything so but i here's what i was saying what i noticed was once i started to work in new circles and and and, and get a little bit higher then i was communicating with people who are working in new circles. So once I thought I was just a comedian, then I was like, uh, oh, now I'm doing a podcast. Now I'm talking with other people that are doing podcasts. So now they know more information. And I can ask them, hey, how, how did you get from here to here? What do I need to do that? Uh, so it's tough to know if you're talking about ambition or if you're talking about overwork. If you're being overworked, man, and and I don't know if you ever will enjoy it, uh, because ambition sometimes keeps us from enjoying things in some ways. Keeps me, um, because I'm always finding that next horizon, even if I don't want to. I think ambition is something that is just in you sometimes. Uh, I don't know if it's really a choice a lot of times, but it's funny. I do think certain experiences will unlock. Because I didn't know I had really that much ambition sometimes, I don't think. Um, but I'll say this, man. Thank you for your service and uh, and keep going. You know, it's always, okay, now I'm an employer. And then, okay, somebody's in, I'm an employee. How do I find out? How do I be that employer? Or how do I see, you know, who's the guy that brings the chemicals to the pest control every week? Who's that guy? Because I really like his job. I really like what he does. That's a field I really could see myself in. Um, or who's the guy that sells the uh, the pest control companies? The um, two people, you know, who sells a... Damn, I can't think of what it's called. Franchise. Who's the guy who sells the franchises to different people? That's the... Now, that's a... See, it just... You know, as you get up the, little, as you get up the, the ladders, you'll see... You just you can see more. You can see different views, and the ladders are there for everybody. I believe that man. I really do. Um, here's a call that came in nine eight five six six four nine five zero three. Hey Theo, it's Mike from By Dubuque. Trying to be a farmer, but kind of struggling. You know, farm. Oh, thank you, Michael, and thank you for calling in, man. You know, I used to work on a koi, uh, soybean, corn, and cotton farm over in um. Natchez, Mississippi. Actually, I worked for the father of the man whose song we heard on the way in, Shine by Bishop Gunn was that song. 
and his father employed me over there on the banks of the Mississippi. Onward. Kind of struggling, you know, farming can't pay the bills anymore. Not until you become pretty much a super farmer, farm 1,000 acres instead of 40 acres. My brother, he's already successful, farms 1,500, and he gets to do his dream. And I want a piece of the dream, too, for myself. Trying to juggle it with work. I work 60 hours a week as it is and try to get time off to farm. And I had to go into a meeting with my boss, and he said, he won't allow it. So I don't know if I should dive head first and just start farming and live off ramen or if I should keep my job pays really good you know it might not be successful because I'm not all in it on the side and I don't know you got any advice on what to do I'd appreciate it and if you ever want to do some farming come up here gang bro I'll come up there dude I'll grow about 700 acres of cocaine bro you know what I'm saying you feel me dude or that grow cane, you feel me, boy? You know what I'm talking about? That sucracano, papa, that sugar cane. That straight ball, baby, you got it? The James Harden of the garden, son. This shit'll cross you over. This shit'll just have you double dribbling your own ideas, boy. That's that hitter. And I got that from Maui right there. Some of y'all know that. I mean, you want to talk about Mother Nature's land dandruff, baby, you got it? This thing will have you beating the street with your snout, son. This that hitter. Bamboo by the Gramboo? This is that sucre de caño, caño de sucre. You know, you throw this and a and a and a drug addict will come back with it in his mouth. And you can stay off of cocaine and stay off on that grocane, baby. You know what I'm saying? This that that fucking scary potter, dog. Petrificus totalis. This, uh, dude, look. I'll, ooh, man, I'll, ooh, you saw it looking for me, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'll suck your stick, bro. Mm. Ooh. Mm. You know, that's tasty, man. Oh, that's tasty. And only nature offers that sweet, you know? But yeah, this also can do diabetes to you as well if you have too much of it, you know? This shit will put the beat in diabetes, dude. This will give you that high diabetes, dog. You know, you'd be, you know, kind of just, you know, blowing your neighbor for a couple of, you know, for a little bit of that, that gram boo. You feel me, gang, bruh? But what I'm saying is, man, don't do drugs. You know, there's safer drugs out there. Now, sugar's just as addictive, I will say it, but... But uh, but you never really seen a dude blowing a guy for a um, Cinnabon. So you got to think about that, you know, big picture. And only in Maui do they have such a beautiful creature. And other places. Actually, Louisiana also has this. Vietnam as well. But only really unique and special spots can offer, you know, can the land just make such a damn drug. And um, and God dang, it's beautiful though when you see sugar in its natural form, isn't it? You don't think about it like this, do you? You don't think every time you bite a cookie that there's a little bit of forest in it, do you? That Mother Nature's just lurking inside of that cookie, and about you to about to get you get you a and you about to be her little cookie bitch, and that's sugar cane boy. 
and girl. Sorry. Whew. That thing gets me fired up, dude. You know, natural sweets get me fired up. Um, But thank you for that opportunity to come over there and farm. Uh, I really appreciate that, man. I want to. I, I want to. I want to say this, man. Uh, you know, there comes a time where it's like, yeah, you have to decide. And you know what? A lot of people don't do what they really want to do. You know, the two things that made me happiest, man, in my life. One time, the the happiest day I ever had. Actually, I know for this for a fact, the happiest time I ever had. I was working at a disabled children farm. In India. And I can't even believe they had this shit. They had children, you know, doing. They were disabled and they got them fucking farming and shit. This shit, it might have been illegal. I don't know. But I went there with a school trip and we were supposed to work there and help out. And and we did. And it was amazing, man. And it was one day in my life where I just felt, man, I felt a spirit inside of me that was stronger than just me. I felt a something inside of me that was very real. You know, and I think it was connection. It was purpose. Um, you know, it sounds like if your brother's doing farming, then you would always have a way into the industry. So that's nice. Uh, and it sounds like you also may are just not sure if you want to do it. You said you, said you have a good a job right now and it's paying well. Um, let me hear in the beginning if you said you wanted. From by Dubuque, trying to be a farmer, but kind of struggling. You know, farming can't pay the bills anymore. Okay, so farming can't pay the bills unless you're part of a super farm, you said. And yeah, it sounds like maybe you just want to be, uh, but you also, you want to make money. And it's tough, man. You know, my brother runs a, um, he runs a premier tree service and landscaping service and really almost an environmental service at this point down uh, in Baton Rouge, and it's called Biggs. Uh, B-I-G-G-Z. And he started off as a tree cutter. He was a cutter for someone. He'd cut in trees. And he's got some great stories, man. He cut into a beehive once. and uh, But then one day he said, oh, I could, I, why am I working for this guy? I can be this guy that I'm working for. So then he became that guy. And next thing you know, he, he got the knowledge he needed to go uh, with the job. And he was a foreman. And he was running a couple guys who were climbing trees. And he was then booking the business. And then he went back to school and got a doctorate. So now the dude, you know, he's like a damn, you know, he's the Fibonacci of ferns, bro. I mean, this dude, you know, he's the, uh, who's that guy? You know, doctor, you know, he's the Kevorkian of fucking of pines and evergreens, bro. He'll, you know, he just, he knows what he's doing. So then now he has a bigger business and it just, and the fun, I say that because you know what I want to be sometimes? Sometimes I just want to work for my brother. There's a big part of my heart that just wants to work for him. I want to ride in a truck and I want to go to the work site and I want to do what he needs me to do. And sometimes I think that that would make me really happy. Now, I don't know that's the case. I mean, also have alcoholism that'll trick your brain into things that will make you happy that won't. But I think it's a real part of me that wants that. And that's fair. That's okay. You know, that's fair there. 
So sometimes we just have a part, you know, it may just be part of you that wants to farm. It may be something you do later once you've made enough money to kind of satiate you and make you comfortable. And then you can get into it more. Uh, but I will say this. Don't live a life, if you can help it, beating yourself up for not being a farmer. I think every man in some way wants to be a farmer. I think every man wants to be a farmer, man. I think all of us want to grow and create. And we're at a tough time in the world right now because we're in between in this time where we have we had so many natural abilities and things we were doing as men and then now we 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 don't use those skills as much anymore because they're not as needed uh but for a lot of people they are still needed and it's beautiful out there in Iowa dude Dubuque is beautiful I ran into a guy who told me he was a pickpocket right over there by the river bro truly beautiful man one of my favorite hotels is over there it's haunted too as well um but just don't beat yourself up if you're not a farmer right now. You have a lot of time. And who knows, the way things are going, bro, it could be the only job available in a couple of years. You know, it could be the only thing that we're doing. It could be, you know, it'd be great if we're all out there growing together every day, huh? Wouldn't it there'd be something beautiful about it? Um, and don't let anybody make you feel bad if you're not a farmer. You know, that's okay. Maybe you are working in banking or something, and one day you'll give, you'll create a business with your brother, and you guys can merge the businesses, and then you can do some farming actually because you'll be loaning to his business or something, or you'd be able to do consulting, or you just don't know. You don't know exactly where you're going to end up, but I think that we end up a lot of times, most of us do, somewhere near where our heart and our desires want us to be at some point. I believe that. Because even our desires and our, what we want are like these ghosts, kind of, aren't they? I can always feel a ghost inside of me, kind of haunting me with things that would make me truly happy, I think. Um, and I'm glad you have a brother, man. That's a beautiful gift. I'm glad you have a brother. Uh... Let's take one more call right here. I wanted to get into more, but um, here, let's see what we can do. 985-664-9503. Hey, Theo, it's Kevin here from the north suburbs of Chicago. What's up, Kevin? Thank you for calling in, man. And you know I love Illinois, brother. My mother's born over there about 50 miles from Peoria in beautiful state. Thank you for calling brought up how you know sometimes you drive into ohio and you get your start masturbating yep yeah i brought that up man it's kind of tough to hear that back from somebody and i did that you know i was i was doing well with you know battling the dark arts that it afflicted me and next thing you know i was in ohio last week and i just i couldn't really help myself onward and this past weekend my dad and i drove to cleveland for the browns game Oh, nice, man. Yeah, that's awesome, bro. Beautiful city. And I'll tell you what, man. I hadn't masturbated in some time, a couple weeks, possibly more. I don't really take a tally, but as soon as we got in that hotel in Toledo for the night, I found myself in the bathroom. 
and you know what I was doing, brother. So I don't know, man. Maybe there's something going on in Ohio. Appreciate you. Gang, gang. Gang, bro. You know, that's that, that's a good question. Maybe there's something going on in Ohio. You know, maybe it makes sense. You get there to the middle of the country and you want to bust out and you want to bust heavy. And you want to spray full and you want to fill the land. You want to farm almost. You want to plant your freaking American flag right there in the middle of that Ohio. I don't know. It's a good question. I wish we knew where a lot of the masturbation was happening. And, um, yeah, I've been struggling with it, man. I, and it's the pornography that does it. I don't jerk off for nothing, bro. It's the pornography that leads me into it. Um, but yeah, I wonder, I'm glad you, I'm glad you told me that because they, yeah, I feel less alone from that, man. So thank you, dude, because there's nothing sadder than thinking you're the only person that's beaten off all the time, you know? God, and I thought, maybe we'll get into that more next episode. Um, uh, yeah, what else, man? What else? Um, let's take a call right here. What's going on, Theo? This is your boy, BD, from Jacksonville, Florida. What up, BD? So, my girl was born in Romania, and... She goes back there every now and then. But since we've been together, we haven't spent a single day apart. Now. Wow. That's uh, that's intense, man. Onward. Now, she had to go to Romania to get some dental work done, and she's gone for a month. Damn, bro. Getting that Romanian D work, huh? That Romnichel fucking front. That Romnichel front four defense, bro. Gang, onward. We're about two weeks in now. And I'm losing my mind. Boredom has kicked in. I can't can't wait for her to be back. So I know you ain't in a relationship, but you've been in a few. So what do you do to curb the loneliness, to make you feel like, like you got somebody, even though they're 10,000 miles away? Anyway, just calling to see your perspective. Gang, bro. Man, you know what's funny is that the answers are almost the same things that, that people were suggesting for Griffin. It's a good time for you to know yourself. You know, it's a good time for you to get to know yourself, man. It's funny that that missing that like when someone else is gone, that suddenly, when we're just with ourselves, we feel so lonely. That's the thing that's just always amazing to me. How lonely I feel when it's just me. That's uh And that for that for me that's the that, that's the thing I'm trying to solve. Why I feel that. Why I feel that loneliness when it's just me. And that, I think, is something we're all trying to solve. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm getting too meta or beta. I don't even know what those words mean, but maybe I'm just, I don't know. Um, I've been kind of, you know, I haven't been able to move around this week that much. But 
Yeah, I think, and that, not to not to say, you know, I'm glad you called, man. I think, but I think, you know, this is a good time for you to get to know yourself as not someone just who misses their girlfriend or someone who's just half of a relationship. You, who are you? You know, it's a good question, man. It's something, you know, we, I feel like that's one of the things we used to know so much more. It feels like, you know, you know, two generations ago, those men had more of an idea of who they were. You know, to think that men went off to wars and went off to all these experiences and left their families and gave their life. It's just like there's so much. I don't know. There's. And now we have all these things that make us. That occupy our time and take away our attention from. Us getting to know ourselves, really, and each other, really. Um. So maybe this is a gift where you get to know yourself, man. And your girl's coming back with that new freaking smile, bro. That fucking Romanian, you know. That fuck, you know, that Romanian piano, bro. That front piece. That fucking six seven defense, bro. She's gonna be bringing that bitch into your fucking living room. So, um, thank you guys for tuning in, man. Uh. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah, man, we don't know. We're doing our best. People are jerking off in Cleveland. You know, Griffin is trying to get through it. Somebody's named Terry. You know, somebody wants to farm and they walk into an office every day. You know, some guy's trying to quietly masturbate while his father's in the hotel room next door. This is where we are, man. This is where we are as men, I guess, in some ways. But we're on the come up. And there's a lot to be learned right now. The doors are open. You can have one hand in the future and one hand in the past if you want. You can have one hand on the Lord and one hand on the devil. There's a lot going on, and this is the middle ground. And I believe that. I really, really believe that. I'm going to leave you out here uh, with this song by Coley Garat. And this song is English Gothic. Um, thank you guys for being a part of this. And thank you guys for being a part of my week, man. This was the best part of my whole week. Was uh, being right here with you guys. And uh, gang, gang, be good to yourselves. You deserve it. And um, we just keep going. It's the best we can do for us. It's the best we can do for others. Yeah, we just can't get too... Don't, we just can't get too stagnant. You can get still. That's okay, but just don't get stagnant. You know? Sorry, I'm not trying to preach at you. Just do your best, man. That's all I'm doing. Uh, gang, bro. English Gothic by Coley Garat. Had a little time, a little time to stay. Everything dies or everything turns away 
gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.